stand for the meditation of the scripture. <clears throat> We're going to read from Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 through 14, and John chapter 16, verse 33, and I will go ahead and read that. <clears throat> Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus in, at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of, Jesus, of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, Jesus Christ states, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We thank you just to glean from your word. Thank you, Father, for providing for us this morning. Not the human voice, Lord, but heavenly voice this morning. We want to hear from you, Lord. We pray against any distractions, any hindrances. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All can be seated, thank you. Praise the Lord. 
trouble is a fact of life. Christ himself said so. What did he say? In this world, you have trouble. I don't know anybody who wakes up in the morning just asking for trouble. Does anyone wake up and say, I'm looking for some trouble? Nobody gets up in the morning and wishes for hardship. But hardships and trouble, they will come. Unfortunately, just yesterday, we found out that my wife's first cousin, who is actually my age, father of two, died of COVID in Dubai. Please remember them in the and the family. Sometimes these hardships come by surprise. And in such moments, we don't know what to do. Sometimes your heart is so distressed that you don't even know how to pray or what to pray. How do you respond when you are going through something that you did not plan for? And in this book of Philippians, we find a man named Paul who was all too familiar with all kinds of trouble in life. Paul, who was a former persecutor to the Christian church, who saved by Jesus on the road to Damascus. Shortly after he starts preaching the gospel, he begins to plant churches all around the Mediterranean rim and all around Asia Minor. And one night, Paul had a dream. He sees a man standing in Macedonia, beckoning Paul to come to Macedonia and help them. So he rounded up his ministerial team. They got on a ship. They are led to a Roman colony named Philippi, where Paul plants the very first church in Europe. And here, 10 years later, we see him writing this letter to the church. And he has found himself imprisoned in a jail. The Bible states in the book of Philippians chapter 1 that Paul writes to his partners in Philippi. Paul states in verse 5, I pray for you because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Partnership from the first day until now. It's been a whole 10 years and Paul is overjoyed from the first day till now. It's been a whole 10 years and Paul is overjoyed about the partnership he has had with the, first, with the church in Philippi. 10 years, brothers and sisters. There is so much value 
in holding on to long partnerships with the church for a long period of time for the sake of the gospel. Amen? How is your partnership with your church and the larger church ministries today? In what ways are you partnering with Cornerstone for the gospel of Christ? In what ways is Cornerstone partnering with other ministries? Ten years later, Paul is writing to them and still thanking them for the financial and spiritual support received and in return is praying for the church. Notice this relationship between the missionary Paul and the church in Philippi. It crosses over long distances. In those days, there is no Venmo, there is no Zelly, there is no Zoom, there is no technologies like the FaceTime or the iPhone. Yet the church in Philippi managed to find ways to support Paul. And Paul finds a way to be connected to the church and minister to them and lean on times of hardship. Let's think about this for a moment. Cornerstone Church. With all that we have, how connected are we to each other and with other ministries? Paul's imprisonment and the forced distance did not weaken their partnership, but the partnership was only strengthened. How did COVID impact our relationship with our own church and the various ministries? Did it weaken it or did it strengthen it? Something to think about. The other day I was in the hospital and I happened to overhear a conversation among a group of guys. They were really discussing about how they're going to spend the $1,400 stimulus check. So one guy said, well, you know, the $1,400 I can invest for my baby girl and it will grow in interest and it will be ready for school. And I said, hmm, interesting. And the second guy said, you know, I'm going to use that $1,400 to buy myself some Bitcoin. I don't know how many of you know about cryptocurrency. Yeah, he wants to buy the Bitcoin. And I said, hmm, interesting. And the other guy said to, that he wants to buy the Tesla stock because it's going to be a 10-year investment. And I said, wow, that's interesting. And then there was this final one guy. He said, I could use that check, but I'm going to send this money to a pastor in Africa that really needs it 
for the ministry. And that really struck my heart. Because here I am, lucky enough not to qualify for a stimulus check. Yet it made me self-evaluate my investment partnership for the gospel of Christ. Here we see the partnership between Paul and the church became a mutual blessing for each other. I know that Cornerstone Church in general has a passion for ministry. And as the hour of his return approaches closer, shall we as individuals, as families, and as, and as a church take a close inventory of our personal interest and our partnership with the church and the ministries. Partnership is very important, folks. Bible states we are members of one body in Christ. Therefore, your relationship within your own church is very important. What does that partnership look like for you within your own church? And I pray that we never let the enemy come and try to disrupt divinely protected partnerships within our church over petty things. We need each other. We need each other for prayer. We need each other for emotional support. We need each other for physical needs as well as spiritual needs. And most importantly, we need each other to advance the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Paul realized that when you become a Christian, that you're no longer just an individual, but part of a greater body of believers. So how he responds to the situation in good times and in bad times will have a direct impact on those around him. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 1 is not just an encouragement letter from a persecuted apostle to a church. In this chapter, the Holy Spirit teaches you and me how to handle the troubles of life and still advance. In other words, this is not just an encouragement letter to the church, it is not just a letter about partnership. Through this letter, Paul will minister to the church in Philippi and reveal to his partners the mysteries of how to handle the enemy's attack and still become a victor. This chapter contains the secrets of how Paul was able to run the race and run it well despite many hurdles. I believe there is a word for us in the scripture today. I believe that the Holy Spirit here is here to lift some of us who have been feeling imprisoned with the life situation, wobbly and shaky, 
just walking in state of anxiety about the future and fear into a state of spiritual confidence. Somebody shout out, be confident. Oh, there's no confidence in that one. Be confident. In the letter, Paul writes about his confidence. A confidence that is so contagious that by the time we get to verse 14, that confidence spread throughout the palace guard to the point that others began to be infected with this same confidence in Christ. That they themselves began to preach and advance the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Contagious confidence. When pressure rises, as Christians, we ought to be able to face life with confidence. Confidence to stand your ground. Confidence to advance. Confidence to press on. Confidence that through Christ, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Confidence to stand your ground, hallelujah. Confidence, confidence that through Christ that we are more than conquerors, hallelujah. Christian life takes boldness and Christian ministry even more courage. Christian ministry is about walking straight and snatching people out of the fire for the kingdom of eternal life. Hallelujah. If you and I want to partner with God the Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, then you and I need unshakable confidence in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You're going to have to trust that through Christ you are washed in the blood, hallelujah. That you are a new creation. Behold, all things have passed. You are going to have to trust that through Christ you have access into the heavenly realms, hallelujah. You have to trust through Christ you have a promise. You have an inheritance. An inheritance that won't go up and down like the stock market, but a guaranteed inheritance in the kingdom of God. Confidence that he who began a good work in you will carry it unto completion. Hallelujah. Confidence like Paul that whatever chains Whatever situation that you are in now, that God is working, it is good for the advancement of the gospel and his glory. Shout out, be confident. Be confident. If you don't have confidence, the devil will whisper all kinds of things in your ears and you will believe it. You will believe lies such as, it's not going to work out. It's going to end bad. It's going to go all wrong. It's going to be a disaster. 
We're not going to make it. My hope is getting worried. There is a big stone in front of me. Folks, I'm here this morning to remind every resurrection believing Christian that we have a different story. We have a different ending. And that Satan is a liar because my Jesus lives. He lives. The Lion of Judah lives. And if you and I are connected to the Master, then let me remind you that regardless of the circumstances that looms around us, despite the attack of the enemy, there is only one direction that you and I are going, and it is not down, but it is up. Hallelujah. If you and I are connected to the master, the shackles and chains of this world does not matter because they cannot hold us down. We are connected to the risen one. If you are connected to the risen one, no matter how heavy the earthly shackles may feel like down here, there is only one ultimate direction we are going. Praise the Lord. Some of you may be going through a very difficult situation. Maybe it's a cancer diagnosis. Maybe it's a loss of a job. Or an attack on the enemy, of the enemy on your family. Or an addiction. You might be thinking, I feel imprisoned this morning, tortured, persecuted from life situation. But here the Holy Spirit through Paul is telling you the way out of that imprisoned mindset. And the first thing he says is position yourself. Position yourself. Remember, Paul is sending the letter from the prison to the church to encourage them and teach them how to handle the difficult circumstance in life. And the first thing he says is position yourself. Know your position. What is the first thing Paul writes to the church? Philippians chapter 1 verse 1. He writes, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ. In many of the other letters, Paul identifies himself as an apostle. But here he writes, servants of Jesus Christ. Why? Paul knew the benefit, the value of positioning himself as a bond servant of Christ. The benefit of being protected and provided by the master. As a servant, he knew he was in the will of God. And if he is in the will of God, he knew that he had nothing to worry about because he can have confidence in his master. Are you willing to let go of your own will today and submit yourself into the master's hand? then I tell you, you have positioned yourself for victory regardless of the shackles that bind you and prison you today. 
you are coming out. Believe in Jesus' name, you are coming out. Paul knew he was already voluntarily chained to the guarantor and the finisher of his faith. Chained to his will. So when Paul headed to Philippi, he was in the will of God. And so when he got arrested, it was in the will of God. Paul understood the the best position to be was not an apostle, not a teacher, not a Roman official, not anything else, but have confidence and be a bond servant that was linked to Christ. Hallelujah. So Paul is telling the church, don't focus on your circumstances. These bars are nothing. Don't focus on your circumstances. The prison-like circumstance is not important. The chains that man has important for I am the servant of the master who orders my steps. Hallelujah. So Paul knew if he was imprisoned, it was the okayed plan of God. So Paul knew it was because of God he orchestrated it. The circumstances and hell can try whatever it wants, but I'm still going to serve my master and let him do his work inside of me till I become more and more like Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see, the circumstances we go through are allowed in our life to shape our inner man. So this life is not just about happy circumstances, but it is about the Holy Spirit shaping our inner man to look more and more like Jesus Christ. Take a look at Paul's letter in chapter 1. Paul says, trouble may come, but I am going to, verse 1, possess and offer grace. I am going to be still full of peace, verse 2. I am going to be full of thanksgiving, verse 3. I am still going to be full of prayer, verse 4. Paul says, I may be prison, but I am going to be still full of joy. I am still going to be having full of fellowship in the gospel. I am going to still have full confidence And I know I am going to make and complete the good work that he has started in me. Hallelujah. And even if I'm in prison, I am going to pray for more love, more discernment, more depth of insight, and more knowledge of him all for his glory. Hallelujah. Paul, the servant of Christ, had confidence in the master. Church, where is our confidence this morning? Jesus said, upon this rock I have built my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Confidence in Christ leads to advancement. We are going to make it. 
Tell your neighbor, we are going to make it. We are going to make it. We need more confidence. Not confidence in the flesh, but confidence in Christ. Some people got too much confidence, but it's all in the wrong things. Confidence in the flesh is pride. Paul states, I put no confidence in the flesh. The psalmist says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. With whom or what is your confidence this morning? What has this COVID pandemic taught you about confidence? Is it in your flesh or health? Is it in your finances? Is it in a relationship? Is it in the experts of the world? Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, we need more confidence in Christ. We need more confidence in Christ. Maybe life did not go in the direction you wanted to go in. Or it didn't turn out the way you wanted to turn out. But be careful that you don't make a haste decision born out of fear and depression. Instead, turn your attention to verse 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The Bible states, be confident of this. He who began... He who began the work will bring it to completion. We can be confident about your Christian life because Christ started it. All you need is to do abide with him and he will see you through. Paul knew this very secret. He was confident in his walk with God, in his ministry, because Christ started it. He had full joy in his prison situation because he knew Christ started it. He talked about grace and peace to the church of Philippines because Christ started it. And, and, this, church, and this Christ who gave full confidence to Paul is telling you and me and to the church have full confidence because he started it. And if he is the Alpha, he is the Omega, if he started a good work in you, if he called you out, he will complete the good work. So states the word. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just have to zoom out of our circumstances. Zoom into the larger picture of Christian life. In life we are going to be facing hardships. It's not a smooth journey. But as the children of God, we have the assurance that God knows our situation. He can change your ending. Maybe he will take you out of a situation or maybe he will guide you through it with his peace. Will you let him work in your life today? Will you put your confidence in Christ today? Shall we spend a few minutes in prayer?
Let us all arise for a second. Father in heaven, we thank you, Father, for speaking to us this morning. We thank you for your word. Father, it is not self-confidence, but confidence in Jesus Christ. Father, we submit the church. We submit each and every one into your mighty hands, Lord. Today, Father, we take a new step. Father, we take a new stand that we will trust in you, that we have confidence in you, that you will set forth our steps according to your will, Father. We submit each and every one into your mighty hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.